Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here today for this guest episode with Jocelyn Kelly Reed, and it was a super powerful, juicy conversation where we talk all things quantum manifesting and witchy feminine money magic. You are going to love this conversation, and you may already be able to tell that I have a little bit of congestion, and I am actually recovering from 10 days of pretty much being down and out with the virus and it has been quite the humbling experience with lots and lots of deep spiritual lessons that are still being integrated and still coming through as I am coming out of the other side and I've heard from other people who had experienced the virus before me that there is a deep spiritual initiation that happens during times when our bodies are sick and where we don't actually have the capacity to show up and to do the things we're used to doing. And so that's really what my experience has been. If there's anyone who's listening to this who is currently going through the experience or is coming out the other side or you've experienced it in the past, really it was challenging for me both emotionally and physically. And I will say that I am so, so grateful for the support that I have from family and friends and the love and the care and really that, you know, I went to some deep places and am still integrating some of the lessons. So perhaps I'll be sharing more of those, but the number one lesson that I would say is the necessity for really letting go and surrendering and allowing my body to rest in a way that I've never rested before and truly giving my body the space even if my mind wanted to do things and even if I didn't feel so so sick that I couldn't get out of bed like really giving my body the permission to slow down and knowing that in doing that even though it was really challenging that it really was exactly what my body needed for that deeper healing and it's not easy to really allow ourselves to slow down especially as growth oriented being and someone who really, you know, loves creating and loves being in service and loves to contribute that taking this time off has felt definitely very, very challenging, but there have been some beautiful, beautiful lessons that I'm still integrating and yeah, it, it was quite, quite the experience to say the least. So here we are and I'm 
I'm looking forward to sharing this beautiful interview, this beautiful episode with you. And before I introduce our guest, I want to share that I have a few spots that are opening for my private one-on-one empowered feminine mentorship. And this is a four-month journey where we go deep deep, deep into your healing and your growth. And it's really designed for women who are ambitious women who consider themselves as leaders who are on the spiritual path, but want to go deeper and are ready to have that high level support to access new parts of yourself to really explore your full feminine range and to feel and become the most empowered, confident version of yourself in your life, in your business, in your career, in your relationships, and really mostly with your connection to yourself and the divine. So to find out more about the mentorship, you can visit my Instagram at Co. I shared a little bit more about it there. And if it feels aligned for you like a soul yes, then you can reach out and let me know that you are interested. All right, so my guest today, Jocelyn Kelly-Reed, is a fiery AF intuitive business and abundance coach and feminine energy healer. She helps spiritual women to truly understand what it means to collapse timelines and be a feminine CEO so that they can receive their ultimate manifestations and money goals with ease. Jocelyn works with women to balance their energies in business, embrace their feminine wisdom, get rich, work way less, play more, fall in love with life again. She believes that living a good life is a choice, not an obligation, and that we're meant to experience the highest form of queen treatment on the daily. This looks like abundance in all areas, money, job opportunities, romance, and more. I had so much fun with Jocelyn in this conversation. You will get to experience that right now, and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, Jocelyn. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Hi, Queen. I'm so excited to have you here and to share all of your juicy money codes with our listeners today. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. We were just having a conversation before we hopped on about Jocelyn living in New York and I just moved to, to North Carolina and she was saying how like living in New York is just like that next level of commitment to like abundance and really making that happen because obviously cost of living in New York is like way different in big cities in general. And yeah, I'd love to just start by hearing about your journey, how you got to this place of loving money and really living in the quantum realm with abundance. Of course. So let's see. I, I don't, I'm like, I don't want to take up the whole time talking about my journey. But the skinny on it is that, so I did grow up, my dad was a rags to riches story. I kind of like did the traditional things of like, I went to a good schools, you know, had a boyfriend, got a good job. I worked for BlackRock, which is the largest asset manager in the world for the first seven years after I graduated. And so all these things would make you believe that I was headed down like, oh, everything's just going to be fine path. And that is not what happened at all. And then ultimately I was in San Francisco at the time and I just had one of those, you know, how we have these like life altering moments where you just all of a sudden you don't want anything that you had before. 
And I moved to LA with no plan. And I was definitely under this illusion that like, oh, LA is just going to be like easy breezy life by the beach vibes. And instead I, it was, this was right when my Saturn return started. And instead I had the most intense initiation, awakening, psychic awakening, all of my trauma, everything came to the surface. I got in a really up and down toxic dynamic that, that also did, was part of my psychic awakening. So I believe it was by design. Like I would always have premonition dreams of what he was going to do. I was like hearing voices, seeing spirits. I mean, like all the crazy things that you hear about when you think of people being psychically connected, they were all happening at the same time. But I was not spiritual or looking for it or awake in any way. So it was honestly terrifying. And I basically developed a psychic addiction because I was like obsessed with him. Then I was having an awakening. It was just, everything was a mess. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. It was like, I just became like obsessed with this person and, you know, went down one of those insane spirals. It's almost like if you have a drug addiction, but it's like an emotional addiction instead is the only way I know how to describe it where it like leads your life, like level 10 anxiety at all times. It was wild. And ultimately I did land in the interior design world. And I got actually that book, The Artist's Way helped me like reignite my creativity and get myself pointed in a direction again. But I was already had really like destroyed my finances. And it's a very big difference between like working in finance versus going into like introductory interior design, you know, but that worked out. It ultimately led me to New York. I was on a work trip here and I was like, I have to live here. That took about a year. Again, I wasn't like, anywhere near at the level of like manifestation part. I just didn't know the things yet, you know? And I ultimately had a health crisis and had to have surgery. And then after that, I was like, I'm not staying in LA. Like it was just so firm in my energy, but I didn't have the money to move to New York. I started listening to Louise Hay. I always say she's my introduction to, to this world while I was healing. And I just learned more because I remember I was looking at the spiritual reasons for fibroids because that's why I had to have surgery. And it was romantic shame was a big one. I was like, well, no wonder I spent the past five years doing this crazy stuff. And here we are. And anyway, so I got myself to New York. I did ultimately get another job. And I mean, I just went down the journey, you know, and like, once you open the door, you've opened the door forever. And ultimately I landed on, you know, I had a ton of, I had ton of sales and marketing experience in the corporate world and working for small businesses. And I had gotten myself some like side hustles doing consulting, business consulting. And that really woke me up to like, just like the, what kind of my, cause I was still like paycheck to paycheck in New York. And then when I remember making my rent in like half a day on a consulting project and obviously in New York, you know if you're living well, your rent is substantial. And I was like, what am I doing? This would take me a month to make in my full-time job. Practice, not a full, you know, basically. I mean, I was also getting paid commission and stuff. So that varied, but like, this is crazy, you know? And it just woke me up. And then I realized I really wanted to like help people and not necessarily businesses. And I just like, I went in, you know, and I was featured on to be magnetic Lacey Phillips podcast well before I, I didn't even have a business yet, just about my journey of manifestation. Cause I was doing her work 
And that when I realized like how many people so deeply resonated with my story, it's like, we don't realize how special we are or like our ability to reach other people or to make the impact that we desire to make. Sometimes we don't fully realize it until it gets reflected back. And it's funny because I manifested that, like I wrote it down and forgot about it, but with no intention, like I just thought it would be fun. Like I didn't think that that was going to be something to open my door to realizing like, oh, you can help people. Look how many people you help from free conversation that was like an hour and a half. Imagine taking them on an intentional journey. And then I started. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool to see how everyone's journey to this world is different, but really sounds like you went through quite the spiritual awakening and I'm actually currently reading for the third time, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And in that she mm-hmm. talks about her first spiritual awakening. And she she said, you know, you think that when you hit that rock bottom and you call out for help that, you know, everything's supposed to change, but really sometimes it becomes like there's a deeper initiation where everything actually has to fall apart and crumble and get disorganized even more before the new way can be born. And so it feels like to me, that was really your journey. And yeah, I think that the other thing that I'm hearing too, is that a lot of times when women see manifestation coaches or business coaches, they're like, oh, they've always been that way. Like they just are oh, such girl, great manifestors, no, I you know? <laughs> I mean, I was a powerful manifester once I figured it out. Mm-hmm. But not, and you know, I obviously manifested my to move to New York before I really understood it. And before I really had like, I hadn't addressed any of my stuff, not really. But also it just goes to show you where there's a will, there's a way. Because I also think that we do ourselves a disservice in the manifestation world when we're constantly digging around for problems within ourselves to fix, believing that we cannot create until like, oh, we're fully healed, fully reprogrammed, fully this, fully that. And it's just not true because I had not healed really anything. I had just started to wake up and I manifested enough money to pay rent for a year because I didn't have a job because I quit my job because of my surgery, moved to one of the most expensive cities in the world into the apartment that I wanted to live in. I hadn't healed anything. I was just determined. And I'm not saying that like, that's the energy we always want to carry. Like I feel like a much more whole human now and I'm much happier, but I'm just saying that we don't want to let where we are on the journey get in the way of what we get to have. Now I manifest on purpose. Now, of course I've healed so much. I mean, I was manifesting on purpose, but not knowing that's what I was doing. You know, I was just doing what Louise Hay said and being like, there is. And then the Jocelyn read, there is no other fucking way. Like, this is what's happening. Cause I decided <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, and putting it in motion. I was like reaching out to brokers to help me find a place that I have the money yet. I booked a trip to be like, you need to go there. Like you're living there and not act like a tourist. Like I just acted like it was happening mm-hmm. and refused to settle. But I mean, for it not happening, but anyway, yeah. And you're right about the falling apart. Like everything fell apart in my whole life. However, I also think that people get in these rock bottoming cycles because we're sold and marketed so much of the rags to riches, the shit before the heavens part, like all of that, that I almost think sometimes we get subconsciously addicted to it. And 
we get addicted to like always, I'm like, why do you always need, what happens if you just get everything that you want? What happens if life just to get, gets to get better and better? Because when you think about money, wealth builds. So if we're, if we're always like bottoming out, rising, bottoming out, rising, bottoming out, rising, you're on a hamster wheel. And at some point you have to learn to build like with yourself, with money, with everything and not bottom out anymore. Hmm. Now I know better, right? I didn't even know I was bottoming out. I was just like a complete stage 10 mess <laughs> at that time. But now I understand it so much more. And it honestly prepared me to help people because if I hadn't gone through any of those things, I genuinely don't believe I would have even been through enough in my life to hold this type of space for like the people who come to me with such a wide variety of circumstance. I wouldn't have understood it, especially because my childhood money was never an issue. I mean, maybe when I was really, really little, but for like the parts that I remember, it's just like, I didn't receive negative programming as a kid about money, but I created so much financial chaos and disaster that it almost forced me down the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely go through deep initiations as healers where we get to experience what it's like to be in the misalignment and then learn, get our way out of it, figure out our way out of it, and then teach from that embodied place. I think that's such an important piece that you're sharing. And I want to go back to what you said is really starting to shift the paradigm that you have to have all of these breakdowns in order to have a breakthrough, which is part of the spiritual expansion. We have contractions and expansions as part of the journey. And what if we can create a new reality and a new belief system that it just keeps getting better and better? I was walking around my house the other day and there was a part of me that wanted to be like, I can't believe this is mine. Like I just, that that's where my brain wants to go. And when it goes there, I'm like, oh, I can believe that this is mine. And it just keeps getting better and better. And allowing yourself to be in the space of appreciation and gratitude and celebration for what is, and let that be the magnetism that draws in more. And I know as someone who loves to talk about quantum and really understanding the field, obviously we're talking about energy, we're talking about frequency. So for someone who might be new to quantum manifesting in the area of money or any other area in their life, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what does that mean? And if there's a certain process or a way that they can go about manifesting what they desire from this quantum way, from this, like, not just this slow incremental thing, but this, this quantum leap, what would that look like? Sure. So I want to say too, because I think that sometimes when people, I, I totally have been living by life just gets to be better and better. Then people get confused if something feels like it's like going sideways, you know? And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it's just that as we claim that life gets to get better and better, we're going to be shown these sticky places that still we're still carrying around that we want to clean up in order to continue on the path of life getting better and better. Or maybe you're being served up an experience where it's really important to use your voice because you had a really hard time using your voice in your life. I don't know, you had a controlling parent, whatever it is. And that's part of your life getting better and better. So we don't want to get confused when when situations present themselves because they're always just an opportunity to like clean up our energy at another level, like raise our standards at another level, show up at another level so that things can continue to get better and better. So I also feel like I don't fault myself a lot for things showing up in my life because now I've seen this play out so many more times. And I feel like when we, we stop like shaming ourselves, being hard on ourselves for what shows up, 
where our energy opens so much more and we're able to see what's in front of us from an energetic perspective rather than a personal one and be like, oh, cool. Like I just need to do this. And like, we're back on the saddle. You know, the, the less personally you take this process, the faster you're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. And then on the quantum So the whole concept right behind the quantum is that everything already exists, right? Everything is energy and everything that already exists. And so, yes, it does sound very mysterious. I have a whole mastermind, Feminine Magic and Money, (laughs) that is about like helping us get there, you know, where it's very focused in that way, whereas my other work could be like more specifically money or just business or whatever it is, because it is so multidimensional. And so I believe that when we're in, when we want to play in that space, or right? we want to play in that space as embodied women, and we want to create from this like feel good place. And we want, we, it's about like the reclamation of our feminine power, right? Like there's a reason witches were burned at the stake. There's a reason that the world has spent so much time focused on women and continues to like, the reason is because we're powerful, but we have taken that attention and taken that focus and taken the messaging and made it to mean like, oh, like we've made ourselves feel small. Like, and actually, no, it's quite the opposite. No one pays this much attention to anything that doesn't have power. Basically, power dynamics run this world, you know? So we got to remember that. So by the fact that we were ever burned at the stake for being witches, all of these things, right? The fact that we've been called crazy for following our intuition, following our body wisdom, no one's going to call you crazy. Like, you know what I mean? To, to the amount of time that's been spent on this and trying to like debunk this space, of course, in our current era, it's coming, you know, people are wanting to wake up to it. I'm like, there's something there or would never have been a threat. So for me as a woman working in the quantum, right. And creating like these seemingly magic results, it is the deep reclamation of our feminine from a variety of perspectives. So like I work with manifestation from a place of like our actual physical body Like, I believe that our body is a portal for manifestation. And I'm sure that a lot of your listeners have heard before, like, we are going to store memories, trauma, et cetera, within our body. You know, like that book, The Body Keeps Score, for example. And so it's very, it's more challenging to create if we're still carrying a lot of these imprints around. And, you know, this is why we can get really into breath work or breast massage and the tools that engage our body. And if you think of it, like the way that I like to, um, cause people feel our sensual energy is also really important. I don't mean how like you sexy you seem. Do you know what I mean? I more mean that like life force energy our Shakti energy that runs through us when that's really turned on. And that has a space to like really flow and it's really fluid Like I'm very into like cervix yarmoring, healing our womb space, healing our heart space. Like we're women, we carry a lot of stored emotions, stored trauma. We carry our generational lineages, trauma in our womb, you know, like think about it. We were like created in the womb of our mother. Of course, we're going to carry around what she's been through. She was created in the womb of her mother, et cetera. And it's not to make the journey sound heavy. It doesn't really need to be heavy. It's just this acknowledgement, right? That life is not just what you see right before your eyes when it comes to your body, especially. So there's like the body piece. And then there's just like our energetic piece. And I think that I'm learning to work with energy. This is some of the ahas that so many of my clients have when we're in this space, no matter what I'm teaching about is like, when you learn to basically, I call it like seeing learning to have the bird's eye view on yourself and your life. So if it's like, I'm here 
I'm, I always explain it like this. I'm trying to go to Rome and Rome's over there. When I'm just like knocking around, reactive to the world, stuck in stories, stuck in loops, I'm just like not, you know what I mean? It's like I'm going in circles when I'm trying to go over there. But when I have when I have the ability to like read energy, to understand how manifestation, manifestation works and to see things from a much higher level perspective, it's almost all of a sudden like I'm in an airplane looking down at myself, taking the bird's eye view, being able to be like, hey, girl, Rome's over there. Like, what are you doing? Let's head that way instead of being trapped in all my own crazy stuff, you know? So here's like a great example because this has come up recently in my mastermind. So I always talk about money as masculine energy. And the reason that I talk about it is because how it feels to say it like that is because of how it feels to have it, right? It feels safe. It feels supportive. We get that feminine exhale feeling. It's like vibes. We all love the feeling of having money. We create a lot of obstacles to it, but and, you know, we do like the feeling. And a lot of times what I see for women is they're actually scared of masculine energy, have not healed a lot of their relationship with the masculine, which is part of, right? The reclamation of our feminine. We don't exist in a void. It doesn't exist in a void by itself right? An empowered feminine energy is also going to be very empowered with masculine energy, right? So you're not going to be flip-flopping in your business. You're not going to be all over the place. You're not going to run your business based off your emotions. And you are going to be able to very comfortably like work with masculine energy in your life, including men. (laughs) So a lot of women have a lot of trauma related to men and their sisterhood wounding and mother wounding too. But I honestly feel like, like our mother wounds tend to show up more how we feel about ourselves and like how we relate to ourselves, but that's kind of separate. So, you know, a lot of women have had controlling fathers and not all of these kinds of abusive relationships, sexual trauma, all the things. And what was happening the whole time? Didn't use my voice. Didn't use my voice. Didn't use my voice. Didn't use my voice. Right. So if I can't, for example, even just speak truthfully, speak honestly to the masculine and allow myself to feel safe doing so, it's gonna be hard to hold a lot of money because also that gonna that also communicates it's gonna be hard for you to be the CEO of your business. It's gonna be hard for you to set boundaries with clients. It's gonna be hard to just fucking be the boss and be neutral a lot of the time, right? Rather than like highly emotional and kind of like always spinning out. And so here's what happened. So I had a, a couple of clients who told me they're calling in large amounts of money by the end of the year. And I was like, cool, babes, like let's ride, like go great. And then both of them, I'll tell one stories in particular, both of them were presented with men from their past who had mistreated them. Like the day after they said they were calling this money. I was like, okay, energetically, this is super obvious. So one of them, she had dated him over the summer and he ghosted her and she ran into him at the store and she got all these flighty feelings and kind of freaked out. And she was like, why did I freak out? I'm like, because you're connection to him isn't processed. It's not that you need to have an hour long conversation with him and try to heal and try to understand. It's not about that. You're still scared of him. You're still scared of this energy. Like you don't trust that you can hold yourself and speak your truth. And when you know you have your own back, you're not really scared of anything, not for very long. And I was like, why don't you just tell him that you didn't appreciate that he ghosted you this summer. It doesn't matter. He doesn't need to respond. You're not doing it to get anywhere with him. You're just doing it for you. Maybe he won't do it to the next woman. It doesn't matter. This is like, he's just a stand-in for the energy. It literally does not matter what he does. So she was like, okay. 
because she needed to practice using her voice with the mask on. She's like, okay. And she did it. And then also she got like a call from her landlord, who's a man who she was like a little bit intimidated by. There's just like several things all back to back. And so she used her voice and then she got a check in the mail two days later. And I was like, of course you did. And then it happened to another client. She was presented with someone from high school. This is all like in the same week. This is like how powerful this energy is for us. Same I don't know what he did, but it was something from high school, like so dated that she was still carrying around. And then she used her voice. Somehow he'd come back into her field. She told him how she actually felt or how it made her feel only for her. We're not trying to get anywhere. She received her first painful client the next day. This energy is so real. And we think being the feminine is just like, you know, orgasm, self-pleasuring, dancing around the living room. I'm like, girl, yes. And how do you show up when you play with the masculine? Mm, Yeah, this is so good. I love that you just shared those two stories as examples and how important it is to really be acknowledging that when we're dealing with quantum, we're dealing with energy and masculine and feminine our energies and really starting to look at money also as a relationship. And so, you know, what's happening in your one relationship with men will also show up in another relationship, for example, with money. And I, I really feel that a lot of people will miss, you know, sometimes when we talk about manifestation, these are the underlying, the deeper energetic areas, healing your trauma, looking at things that are still sticky or worthiness conversations that are really the deeper work that gets to happen in order to fully manifest what you want. And like you said, we don't want to need to get stuck in constantly trying to fix or feel like you have to be perfectly whole and complete and healed before you can manifest something, right? Like we're all a work in progress and we're always growing and learning and expanding. But yeah, I love really looking at money, not just as this thing that you have to look at your budget or you have to like understand it. Yes, you, it is part of the process, knowing how to manage your money and respecting money. And when more money comes in, knowing that you know what to do with it, that's important. That's also the masculine piece of money, right? But these deeper energetics are really what we're talking about because our energy is constantly relating to and interacting with the field. So those are super fun examples that you shared. Totally. And I also think there's the actual magic piece of it. Like in this mastering, we do spells and actual magic and, you know, reclamation of our witch. Every single woman that I know, you know, not every single one, most of them, right. That I know that seemingly create miracles, crazy manifestations happening all the time. They're all witches, you know, where it seems easy and you're like, what's going on? I don't get it. You know? And to me, when I use the word witch, I feel like, like you wouldn't see me walk down the street and go, she's a witch. No way. You know, because of this distortion that we have, that it's like the Halloween style, which, you know, black nails, black lipstick, tons of eyeliner. I'm like, that's not true. To me, a witch is a woman who understands how to powerfully work with energy and who feels connected to the earth and like connected to the elements and is really like tuned the hell in. Right. And I use spells in my process all the time 
And I teach it to clients and they see, you know, work with goddesses and all like the magic side of the world. I'm very connected to. And when you start playing with all of this, right, like your body, energy, magic, and then actually like healing your physical body, turning your room back on, opening your heart, and you're doing magic and you're learning more about energy and you're showing up in the 3D, it's like impossible not to have some wild things happen. But we've been so shut down to be so 3D where the world is so linear that we almost like don't believe that all of this is available. But like, this is what I'm doing. It is. In addition, of course, to running a smart business and doing those things, they're required. Yeah. And so I feel too that part of access to the quantum field, I always talk about this, is like quantum healing is a very real thing right now. And when you're saying that people kind of get stuck in manifestation, it's because they get stuck in one person's version of it, right? They're doing one thing. They're trying to reprogram their brain 12,000 times, but aren't doing it. And your brain is part of the equation, but so is your body and so is your energy. And so is how you show up in the real world. Like it's a multifaceted game and people want to do the same one thing over and over and over and over and over. And they plateau because they don't understand that it's much bigger than the one thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see this all the time. (laughs) So that's why people are getting stuck because it's multifaceted because we just hang on to like, oh, we, because you have to remember that the person who taught is teaching you because we tend to get stuck. We, we see like very famous people in the field and we're like, oh my God, they have it. But remember, they only told you they're going to teach you this part of the game, you know what I mean? They didn't tell you to like never do anything else or explore anything else. Like we hand over our power so much to people. I'm like, all they're responsible for is the part they told you they were going to teach you about. That's it, you know? And also you take the pieces that you love, like any work, and then you can leave the rest, add on whatever. But I feel, oh, so quantum healing is very real right now. And to me, quantum healing and the way that it works in my world. And for example, even some of the guest experts who come into my containers, It's like realizing that like, we don't have to go on this slow road of healing every family story, every past life story, and like all, and then also separately, all of our generational trauma. I mean, that sounds so overwhelming. People are like, oh, but what I've seen in working with quantum healing, which is why people get quantum results and these wild things happening is it's because, and it's all channeled wisdom. There is no certification to be a quantum healer. And this is hard for people to get their heads around sometimes. But then when you look at women creating magic, a lot of times that's what they're experiencing. So it's like when your generational, your past life and your present life's trauma are basically being addressed at one time, rather, you don't need to know every single story. Like this is like, it's, it's very helpful when you're early in the journey to really understand, right? How trauma is created, how we relate to our lineage, how we relate to our childhood experiences. But that's like step one. And you're, we're talking about quantum manifestation, not like entry-level trauma work, you know? And that's important and we can't skip that. But, right, we go up, it's like a video game. You like, you start going to new levels. And so that's in my experience. So even in one process that I might like take someone through or a group through, it's like one woman will have a huge like reckoning with like something she remembered from earlier in her childhood that she didn't know happened and see a past life vision at the same time and see how like everything's connected you know, where someone else might even see into like, it's not always negative either, like have a remembrance. So much of this work is a remembrance of our actual power of like a lifetime where they were fully empowered and they did have all this magic and they did have all this money and it like reconnects them like back to that energy for this lifetime. Like 
it's a far more like multidimensional space when you start playing with quantum energy than just the very like, you know, the traditional ways that we learned about moving through trauma, which are very important, but you asked about like another level, you know? Yeah. I love this approach of the multidimensional body, energy, spirit, and really the reclamation of the witches. I love that you brought that in since I got to Asheville. I'm like, I have never met so many witches in my life. I never (laughs) even consider myself quote unquote, a witch, but Asheville is probably one of the witchiest places I've ever been. Really? Not just just like modern, like not just younger, I would say women in their twenties and thirties who are going, you know, through this, this great awakening. Like there are some crones here who are women who are like witches of the woods. Like it's really amazing. And there's so much magic. We are going through such a deep reclamation of the feminine. And part of the reason why I think that's happening here is also because of the mountains and the trees and the Mm. elements. Like it's impossible to ignore it when you live here. It's just, you're surrounded by that. And so I think I love that you brought that in and the womb healing and the trauma healing and all of that, because it, to me, it makes this conversation around manifesting so much more interesting. Like I'm really bored of old, it's amazing. And I love, I loved everything that I learned when I first got into this space. And I think that's a really great foundation, but what you're presenting here, I think is a much more, I want to say like mature, evolved, deeper, multidimensional way of relating to the quantum and sometimes quantum manifesting can get really masculine because it's in the head. We're understanding, we're using these scientific principles to understand the way that the world works, which is great. And then I think now adding in this deepening of this feminine reclamation and what it means to be a woman interacting with the field I mean, I love that. It lights me up more. I'm pretty lit up right now. I'm like, yes, that please. (laughs) I mean, and a woman interacting with the field, that's juicy. (laughs) And we, it's also remembering that we're built to receive when we're raised in cultures that are very masculine. And it's not to say that we don't have to do anything, not the real world, but we don't have to do so much. We don't have to do nearly as much as we think we're going to have to. And things don't need to take as long as we think they need to. We have to be able to go into spaces that perhaps we don't intellectually understand. But if you need an intellectual reason, like science has already proved that that this is all real. So just take that and move on, you know, if you really need that. Not maybe the way that we go about it, but that energy is real, right? And like there's quantum physics and like all these things. Energy is way more my space than science. And like, I don't need any other proof than what I see in my clients' lives and my own. <laughs> you know, that's good yes. enough for me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, I do, get, I do get kind of nerdy with the neuroscience stuff and I, yeah. I, I love that stuff too. But yeah, this stuff definitely is, is I think really where, honestly, where, where we're headed as a collective because this has been suppressed for so long. This is the part of us individually and collectively that is coming back online. That is a remembrance, like you said, that is a reclamation. And that's the time we're living in. So buckle up because this is the direction that we're going. And this is really this is really the new way and the new paradigm. And this is what we're playing with. This is what, yeah, the future looks like, I believe, in, in the new paradigm. I mean, there's a reason the world isn't just falling apart. Like don't buy into all this fear stuff. Like they want you to be so scared. The matrix wants you to be fucking terrified right now, holding on to it for dear life. 
believing every single thing so that you don't claim your power. Because what are they going to do if you don't need them, you know? And then all everything that's being exposed, all the lies, all like this is all on purpose. You know, and so when we start working with that energy rather than like buying into what we read in the news and being scared, it's like all this is to shift the like all this work, right? Even playing with the quantum, all of it at the end of the day is to shift the paradigm that you live in. The paradigm you live in is basically like your experience of reality. And I always love to give the example. We all have phases of the journey, right? They're much stickier than where we are right now. Remember how that felt? Remember how you lived? Remember the kind of choices you used to make? You were living in one paradigm, right? So like the video game, right? You do all the things, you know better, you do better, you start to wake up and like each time you wake up and like life is getting easier, things are getting vibier, you're, you've switched paradigms. And so it's like, we get to choose for how long we do that. But like the matrix is the lowest level of the video game. (laughs) (laughs) And you can have it around. You don't have to like go hide in the woods. Like it can be around. I live in New York, like, you know, but I don't, it's not like I'm scared of it or anything. It's like, I'm choosing to have it around me. That's all good. But I don't have to like play by the rules. It's just like, you know, we can like dance together where it's required. Like obviously I pay my taxes and whatever, but like, (laughs) but I'm not going down like the rabbit hole with you. Yeah, there's some human shit that's necessary, but we can also choose to transcend and to not be in the the depths of and, and not buy into really what what is being presented and what what is expected of us or how we're meant to respond. So I, yeah, I love that. And that's so empowering to, to know that we have that choice. Like we really do have that choice to unhook and to disengage from any stories that limit us or any belief systems that limit us from the idea that we are abundant and that we are infinite and that we are capable of these quantum leaps in our life and in our businesses. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anything that makes you feel afraid, you need to question. It's not like, real. Fear it's not is not, yeah. And it doesn't belong to you, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love this conversation so much. And I know that our listeners are going to want to connect with you and find out more about how they can continue learning from you. So what is the best place for everyone to find you? And I think you mentioned earlier that you have some type of webinar or masterclass. Is that on your oh, website? Oh no, that's my mastermind. When I was talking about feminine magic and money, where we really work in Oh, it's space. your mastermind. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. my mastermind, Great. but I have a number of programs. You can go to my website, jocelynkellyreed.com. I have a podcast as well. Queen flow the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, jocelyn.kelly.read. I'm in all the places, <laughs> all the places. We'll link them all in the show notes so you can get more Jocelyn in your life. And thank you so much, queen. I'm so appreciative of you sharing your multi-dimensional wisdom and magic with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. It was such a fun conversation. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Feminine Frequency Podcast. If you love the episode today, make sure to take a screenshot and share it on social media. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. 
I would love to hear from you. And also, if you have not downloaded your free Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20-minute audio guide that you can find through the link in the show notes where I guide you through a morning ritual to connect with your feminine energy and empower your mindset to start your day. So make sure to grab that in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here. Look forward to seeing you next week for another episode of the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Thank you.